Hello and welcome. My name is Ray and I am the host of the Energy Medium Podcast where I share stories and insights I've gained as a clairvoyant medium. In the episode description, you'll find additional resources for topics covered, read more about my clairvoyant encounters in my episode deep dives, and get in touch with me to send a topic request, ask a question, or share your story. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to continue our conversation on this series, How to Heal. This is the third episode in the series. If you guys tuned into the last episode, we talked about fasting. I broke down three different types of fasting protocols and how to slowly ease your way into fasting if you've never done it before. In this episode, we are going to talk about the sister aspect to fasting, which I believe is an essential piece of the fasting and detoxing process, and that is how to do an enema. An enema is basically a colonic that you can do at home, and you can do it at home in your own, in the privacy of your own bathroom that you administer yourself. It is just as effective as going out and going to a med spa and paying 60 to $90 or maybe more for a colonic. All you need to do to perform an enema is have an enema kit, which is basically a medical grade silicone bag that you keep clean and keep in your closet or your pantry closet in your bathroom. Enema kits are super easy to get a hold of and very easy to find, especially now in our digital age. So I will leave a link for an enema kit in the episode description box below. Enema kits on average cost anywhere between $20 and $30. The one I found for you guys is a link to Amazon and it's under $25. It is the best 20 something dollars you'll ever spend in your life. I promise you that. All right, so diving right in to why you would do an enema. An enema is an extremely effective way and a simple way to basically put your body into a detoxification mode. It's going to stimulate the large bowel or the colon to release any additional food particles or weird things that maybe you're not passing in your regular bowel movements. Enemas are very simple. Basically, all you're doing is irrigating the colon by sending water through the large bowel and then eliminating that same water back out immediately after you administer the enema. I was 26 years old the first time I ever did an enema. I had no idea what it was. And long story short, what happened was I... I had an experience where I got very, very sick. This was around the age that I realized that I had um, some scar tissue in my colon area from when I had my appendix removed when I was a little girl, when I was 15 years old. And I was having a lot of back pain and a lot of stomach pain. I went to my chiropractor and he thought that perhaps the back pain and front stomach abdominal pain was coming from a tight muscle such as a hip flexor or my psoas muscle on the right side because my pain was pretty much generalized in that area and since him and I both knew that I didn't have an appendix anymore we ruled out that option and he said well you know I'm going to try to just loosen up your psoas muscle for you so what he did was he took a percussion instrument which is basically like a massage gun And he used it on my abdomen for about 
uh, maybe seven to 10 minutes. And an hour later, I got extremely ill. I actually threw up and I would continue to vomit periodically every three to four hours for the next two days. That's right. For two days straight, I threw up. (laughs) And I knew intuitively that whatever the chiropractor had done was related to my symptoms. I knew, for example, that I didn't just like catch a bug or have a stomach flu or something like that. I knew that my symptoms and my my nausea and all of that stuff was directly related to what my chiropractor did to my abdomen, which was pretty much later, later I would realize what happened. He had loosened up a lot of yucky stuff in my colon and in my large bowel. And the reason why I had an accumulation of yucky things in my colon was because I had scar tissue and adhesions from when I had my appendix removed years prior in my early teens. So luckily for me, I was working with a naturopathic doctor at the time and he had mentioned, have you ever done an enema? And I said, I don't even know what that is. And he said, well, I have a feeling that your body is having a response to possibly trying to get rid of this extra stuff, junk, yuck, whatever you want to call it in your bowel. And unfortunately it's having all of this stuff come out. You're, you know, you're vomiting it out. So if we can initiate your body or put it into a state where we tell your body to let all of this go out the other end you won't have to throw up anymore. So what I ended up doing was I bought an enema kit and after two days of throwing up pretty much nonstop and I had a terrible migraine, I had a fever, um, I was just not doing well. I administered an enema and about three or four hours after doing, actually I did two enemas back to back and I released so much bile and just strange things during that process after actually having a full release of that and not having to have it come out my my mouth I got to have it go out the other way I felt so much better my headache went away I stopped throwing up I didn't even have a need to throw up anymore I was finally able to eat food a few hours after that and the food stayed down It was an absolute game changer for me. So enemas became a regular process, a regular component to my healing process for the next several years. And even to this day, I still do an enema every month or every other month, depending on how I'm feeling and if I think I need one. So the general rule for doing an enema that not a lot of people realize is that you don't want to do an enema if you are still digesting a meal. Some of us, it takes us 12 hours to digest a meal. Some of us, maybe it takes us four to six hours. Typically, if you're going to do an enema, you're going to want to do it on a day where you haven't consumed any solid food. So you're doing a liquid fast the day before, or if you can't quite do a liquid fast, if that's too challenging for you, you're doing a modified fast, which is something more similar to the fasting mimicking diet, which I covered in my last episode, where you're basically, you're not eating any solid foods or proteins or 
grains for that matter. You're eating blended fruits and vegetables and you're using blended fruits and vegetables and watered down juices to sustain you for your day of fasting. The reason why it is important to not do an enema on a day where you're still digesting a meal is you're going to interfere with the digestion process. And instead of just eliminating bile and maybe food particles that are fully digested in your colon, you're actually going to open up the, the, the small intestine and start passing through food that has not been absorbed or digested or broken down. So good rule of thumb, you're going to be doing an enema either 12 to 24 hours after doing some sort of a fast. There are so many different types of enemas that either you've already heard people talk about or you've stumbled upon if you've ever done research on detoxing or colon cleanses or anything of that nature. People will talk about coffee enemas, wheatgrass enemas, lemon water enemas, apple cider vinegar enemas, essential oil enemas. All of these are options for enemas, but I'm going to tell you guys something that I truly believe to the core, even to this day after doing enemas for the last six years of my life. A water-only enema is one of the most effective enemas you can do for your body, and it is one of the most effective ways you can put your body into a detoxification mode. You don't have to do this with coffee. You don't have to do this with essential oils. If this is something you decide you're interested in and you want to do, definitely do your research. Definitely make sure that you're doing it the right way because coffee, essential oils, wheatgrass, all of that stuff can be irritating to your intestinal lining. If you are someone who has irritable bowel disease, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, any condition where your intestinal lining is already compromised, inflamed, and irritated, you're going to want to avoid any addition to the enema. You're not going to want to do an essential oil, coffee, or whatever it is enema. You're just going to want to use filtered warm water. When you're doing an enema, you can either put a liter of water in a mason jar and sit it on the counter or maybe outside in the sun so it can get to, to room temperature or slightly warmer. If you have a kettle, an electric kettle or stovetop kettle, you can warm up your water in the kettle, but you want to make sure that the, the kettle does not get too hot. I turn my electric kettle on for about 30 seconds, and that is absolutely enough time to make the enema water room temperature or slightly warmer. If the enema water is too cold or too warm, it will just be ex an extremely uncomfortable experience. Trust me, you want it to be closer to room temperature. Another very important thing to consider before you choose to do an enema is you're going to want to choose to do one on a day where you really don't have a lot going on. This is usually going to be a weekend day where you don't have to go into work. You might even want to do it when you're um, home alone if so that way you don't have to share a bathroom with your roommates or maybe even your partner. You want to minimize your worries and you want to minimize distractions. You also want to just make sure that you're in a very calm environment. It's actually really hard and it makes the process even more uncomfortable to do an enema if you are scared, nervous, worried about something like worried that your partner is going to need to use the bathroom or maybe whatever you have to wait to use the bathroom. You just want to make sure that 
you've got your little setup and you are good to go. An enema, in my opinion, is it's it's like a sacred experience. It is a process where you are tapping into and connecting to your body in a way that you've really never connected to yourself before. And in in my opinion, again, I think it's important to be fully present uh, and have an environment set for that, for that moment and for the experience, because the whole thing is, it's an experience and you don't really quite know, especially if it's your first time, what to expect for your first experience. So that said, I think it's also even important too. it's important to mention this, that, you know, you're not going to be doing an enema in the bathroom and like, you know, scrolling through Instagram or watching YouTube videos. If you need to watch a few YouTube videos on how to do an enema, on the process of doing an enema prior to the actual experience, that's fine. But this isn't something where, you know, you're, you're disconnected from your body and you're, you're focusing on something other than your body in that moment. It's very, very important to be fully present with yourself. Your body is going to talk to you. Your body's going to tell you what it needs. Um, you might even have, you know, a feeling of urgency that you need to have an elimination, move very quickly. And if you're distracted by your phone or distracted with other people in the house or trying to hurry this process because you've got to get back to a work meeting or something that that is just not the environment you want to set for an enema. So how do you do an enema? Again, it's very simple. All you need is a about a liter of warm filtered water and an enema kit and you're you're good to go. The enema kit will come with a silicone bag or a bladder that you use to hold the warm water. It will also come with a tube that will have um, a good length on it so that you can hang the bag. I usually hang my bag on my shower rod, like where the shower curtain is in the bathroom, just so it's, it's up high and gravity allows the tube uh, to be filled with water. And then I will set the tube. So I hang the, the enema bag in, on the shower rod, and then I let the tube hang and drain into the bathtub. And I fill the bladder with the warm water And then I open up the tube all the way to let the warm water flow all the way through the bag and into the tube and then out the nozzle. Because one of the things I actually realized when I was first learning how to do enemas was that if you don't kind of prep the hose, meaning you don't allow the water to go into the hose and then out the nozzle before you actually insert the nozzle and do the enema, you're going to just put a bunch of air bubbles into your body. And it's very uncomfortable. It makes the enema process really, really uncomfortable because you're basically, instead of just pushing water into your intestine, you're pushing air into the intestine. So it causes more bloating and discomfort. Um, It's actually quite impossible to do an enema if you just pushed a bunch of air into your intestine and you'll have to stop the process, wait about 30 minutes and then try again. So that's a good tip for you guys to know. So make sure you prep the hose, get all the air bubbles out. I set a couple pillows on the ground. I put a towel over the pillows. I lay on my back and then I will just put my feet up and over so that my feet and um, legs are resting on the edge of the bathtub. 
So my bathtub, like a lot of bathtubs, if you, if you have a bathroom that has an actual tub, you'll have a section on it where the tub is, where you can just like either sit on the lip of the bathtub. I put my feet on the lip. So I'm laying on my back with my feet up on the tub. And then I just insert the nozzle, relax as best as I can, say a couple mantras in my head, and I slowly open the nozzle and start to let the water flow into my 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 bowel. And you can feel it, especially if the water um, is a little warmer than you anticipated or maybe even a little colder than you would like. You will feel the water go into your intestine. It feels weird. It's not painful. It's not uncomfortable. Unless the temperature is too cold or too hot, then it is uncomfortable. But for the most part, it doesn't really feel like much of anything. I try not to keep tabs of how much water I've taken in because it's just kind of a game that you don't want to play with yourself. I try not to look at the enema bag until I realize that I've absorbed all of the water. And then I just let the water sit for maybe 30 seconds to one minute and then I eliminate it all out. And sometimes you'll have to have multiple eliminations Um, after you have the first one and along with the additional eliminations that come after eliminating as much water as you can and and evacuating as much water as you can from the initial elimination, then you start to get rid of things that you didn't quite realize were there. That's that's when you start to realize the the true benefit of the enema. And again, if it's your first time doing an enema, you might do this uh, five times, meaning you might have to, you might have that feeling you need to evacuate four to five times, maybe six times after your first initial intake of all of that water. Also, too, if it's your first time doing an enema, don't anticipate that you're going to be able to accept in an entire liter of water into your intestine. It does take a couple of sessions to get used to the feeling and take in a little more water than you did the first time where eventually you should be able to take in about a full liter of water. Being that this is a podcast, it's kind of hard to visualize what I'm saying. Although the process is very simple, I do want to let you guys know that I did, of course, like every episode, I left you with a whole bunch of awesome resources in the episode description. I actually put two videos explaining how to do an enema and tips to think about during the enema process in the episode description. They're videos that were shot by two men back in 2017. They're different men. They have different YouTube channels, but they were actually the videos that I stumbled upon when I was researching how to do an enema. And I just wanted to throw them in the episode description for you guys. Of course, for a little nostalgia as for me to go back and watch those was so, so cool. Cause yeah, that was, that was years ago that I watched those videos and they, those were the two videos that I found that really pumped me up and got me excited to do an enema because Oh, enemas are just like, they're, they're dreadful, right? Like they're fearful. When I explain enemas, uh, to my clients and I've had quite a few clients at this point have do an enema and have the enema experience, which initially before they do it, they are like terrified. Like one of my clients, most of my clients, especially the girl clients, they'll be like, what happens if you're doing an enema? And then all of a sudden it just like goes everywhere. (laughs) That's like everyone's worst fear is that they're going to like lose control over their body and just make a mess in the bathroom. 
And I have to explain to them, which I'll, I'll explain to you guys, your body. So your rectum has a sphincter. It has an a sphincter that is basically controlled by the autonomic nervous system, which means that you don't have to think about like holding it in. So for example, when you have to go to the bathroom, either, you know, pee or otherwise, you know, right? Like, you know, you have to go to the bathroom and you know that you can hold it in. It's very similar when you're doing an enema. You usually and always have full control of the experience. Um, As soon as you remove the nozzle to then push yourself up and move to the toilet so you can have an evacuation, Uh, water does not go everywhere. I promise it stays within you because your external sphincter that is controlled by the autonomic nervous system just knows to keep it closed. It just knows. Your body just knows. So trust your body. Trust the experience. If this is something you're on the fence about, I highly encourage you to give it a try. Again, an enema kit costs less than $30. The one I have linked in the episode description is $22 on Amazon. I have used the same enema kit for the last six years. All I do is sometimes I periodically change the nozzle. And of course, I clean the nozzle every time I do an enema. It's super easy to do. You just clean it with mild soap and water. Take it into the shower with you or something. I like to let my enema bag dry outside in the sun. I just hang it up in, on the back deck and let it dry in the sun for a day. And that keeps it disinfected from mold and other bacteria to grow in it. Uh, also to the enema kit in the episode link is a silicone bag. It's medical grade silicone. So that's a good one to have when it comes to preventing any contaminants in your enema kit. All right. So you've cleansed your colon. You've done the enema. What's next? What do you do now? It's very important that if you do decide to eat after an enema, you eat a very light meal. You don't overeat and you're eating things that are somewhat easily to digest. They're very nutritious, very wholesome food. You're not going out for a night of drinking after doing an enema. It's just too harsh on your liver. Drinking in general is very hard on the body. When you are initiating a detoxification process for your liver and your colon, drinking alcohol is the last thing you're going to want to do. You're going to want to give yourself at least a solid 24 hours after the enema before you drink any alcohol. And you're going to want to avoid spicy food just in case that food you know, moves through you a little quicker than you're used to. You're cleaned out now. Things might change change down there for a couple of days. So do be aware of that. You're still in a process of caring for yourself. Maybe you go on another um, fasting mimicking diet a few hours to a day after your enema and slowly reintroduce solid foods. Something that I do want to mention here is that some people think in order to do an enema, they have to fast for several days and then fast for several days after the enema. An enema doesn't have to be that intense of a process. The way I do enemas now is it's it's like it's just a part of my daily routine. It really doesn't throw me off from anything. I I will fast or do some sort of modified fast for a whole day. The next morning I do the enema and then I just resume my normal habits 
a few hours after that. A detoxification in general doesn't have to be a week-long thing. It can be something that just becomes a normal part of your routine that doesn't take a whole bunch of thought or a whole bunch of inconvenience. It shouldn't be something viewed as an impossible task that you have to set aside a lot of time for. It's just a simple tool that takes you out of your normal routine for maybe a day, a day and a half. You do a little fasting, you do a little cleansing, and then you're back to your normal self. You guys, I know that this might sound like it's a really intimidating, complicated process, but I promise you it's actually a very simple thing to do. And at this point in my life and at this point in my healing journey, I believe it is one of the most effective tools I have found that has brought me back to health and brought me back to a state of balance in my body. If you guys want additional resources or tips or have questions about how to do an enema or fasting, anything that we've covered so far in the How to Heal series, you can contact me on my website, theenergymedium.com. I'm happy to send you any additional resources, tips, stories, anything that I have to ease your mind as you adapt this into your healing routine. All right, you guys, thanks again so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Energy Medium Podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you and I will see you in the next one.